0: The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed by us are our own and do not reflect the views of our parents, co-workers, employers, family, or friends. While our goal is to engage in thoughtful conversations, we also want to have fun and entertain. Maybe get a little toxic. So, for legal and all intents and purposes,
1: this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We hope you enjoy the show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, comment,
0: and share. We'd really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, look at us, man. We are we are coming far. We, we're, 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 we're going places, man. We got our old disclaimer and everything.
3: I love the disclaimer. It was nice and sweet.
2: Yeah, you know, because we mentioned the last episode, and it was like, all right, listen. So we can really talk our talk, let our hair down, and avoid any type of liability. I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and get this disclaimer popping sooner rather than later. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It was smooth though. It sounded like um like the late night radio station. Doom. You know what
3: I'm
2: saying? I <laughs> nice it. and mellow.
3: You know, get you into the mood. You know, the yeah. mood. And then it's like, bam, toxicity. No, I'm just yeah, like
2: how you said <laughs> that. A little toxic. He was like, yo, you know what? Get a little toxic Maybe. too. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little bit toxic all right everybody settled in
0: everybody i like it though
4: in.
0: yeah this way people won't be uh calling my mama talking about did you hear what he said on the show listen this ain't for my mama this is for right? entertainment purposes, for entertainment purposes. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> if you don't think she should be entertained don't tell everybody. Okay. Are you, not
2: entertained? <laughs> are you not entertained is that not yeah. why you are here you
3: know watch at your own discretion
2: that <laughs> <laughs> my. You know about? I wanted to add more stuff to it, man, but I was like, okay, now it's about to be a minute and a half. It was about to be a whole list of things. But I'm glad that, uh, yeah. you know, nice little short and concise 40 seconds. up in here, man. Y'all ready to start this mother show?
3: Yes, let's get man, it let's going get
2: it on see in, I man. I myself. I was about to curse, but not in the first minute, man. We're trying no, to monetize. No, watch the timer. Okay, thank yeah. you. Okay. All right, five. I'm getting four, better. We okay. Now we can curse that. We can curse that. All right. We can man. curse that. <laughs> this show Set this motherfucker mother- <laughs>
3: off. <laughs> this would be the one that they're like, well, they waited to exactly one minute and 30 seconds, yeah. so let's give them two minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah, man.
1: We're doing better, yeah. y'all. Let's get this show Can't started, the y'all.
2: And we already know.
1: Yeah. So I had a substitute teacher from Ireland in the second grade that told my class during morning prayer that when she wants something, anything at all, she prays for it and promises something in return and you know, she always gets what she wants. Well, I'm sitting at the back of the classroom. My family can't afford a bike, so I went home and I prayed for one. Two weeks later, I got home from school to find a brand new Mustang bike with a banana seat and Easy Rider handlebars. My family informed me that I had won the bike in a raffle that a friend of mine had entered my name in without my knowledge whatsoever. So that type of thing has been happening to me ever since. As far as I can tell, it's just about letting the universe know what you want and working toward it while letting go of how it comes to pass. Your job is not to figure out how it's going to happen for you, but to open the door in your head. And when the door opens in real life, just walk through it. Oh, and uh, why not take a chance on faith as well?
2: Now the show can start, Jay, because somebody was ready to jump right into Hot Topics. You don't know what I was going to say. All I <laughs> said was so. You know what I <laughs> mean? I could be like, so, let's do the intro. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, all those countless hours of rundown and pre- <laughs> pre-pro caught down Listen. the drain. Ne- he was excited. Let him be excited. Last week, You'll he was never know. excited. Now this
3: week,
0: You'll never know what I was going to say. You'll never excited. <laughs> An intro like mine. All right, so uh, I moving know, on.
2: How y'all doing? We're not starting the show yet. We're not starting the hot topics. him up for the hot topics. Apparently, he's ready to go. We got I mean, all on the
3: flow, apparently. He ready. He's ready.
2: ready to get into it now, man. We got to see what's good with everybody first. Can we do our introduction first? See, Can we side see side how we're doing? Is-
0: did he? Did you? Did no, you man. I, I saw somebody. What would you say?
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> Note to self more time needed in pre prose. write that down. <laughs> Listen, man. So, how y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? Oh. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry. I'm I ain't gonna... got
2: nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, I man. knew he was
3: going to go that way. He's like, no, we're going to go to the Hot Topics, whether you like it or not.
0: <laughs> no, nah, it's not. No, it's not it. Nobody knows what I was going to Go on how are you doing, ma'am? How are you doing? Yes, how you doing? How's your week? So, well?
3: I'm doing great. You know, I'm looking forward to heading out on a date with my husband tonight. So, you know, I'm always excited about date night. And yes, married folks still date. So, I'm super excited about that. Otherwise, the week's been good. Got a lot of stuff done. You know, chilled out. And basically, got some work done. How about you?
2: Yeah, man. Listen, I'm really excited, right? Because... Part of doing this, I realized I have to develop more skills, right? So like editing, stuff like that. But I'm interested in like digital marketing more. You know what I'm saying? I do that in other areas, but I really want to like, so um, between that and then taking classes for the real estate, you know what I'm saying? So I've been kind of in school mode, you know what I mean? But I do think it's important for us to keep learning maybe adding things to ourselves. And I'm really excited about that, even though I'm not excited about actually sitting through the online courses because they're long and tedious um, and just not really all that enjoyable. But at the end of the day, man, you got to pay your dues. So that's been the biggest thing for me. Oh, and the other thing I'll mention, I just found out that Susan Suzanne Summers passed away. Gotta give her a shout out real quick. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all remember her, you know what I'm saying? Um, but she was definitely, a, you know, one of them things back in the day, you know what I mean? Had your boy wanting to be Jack Tripper, was his name? I it was Jack Tripper. A, yeah, 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 I was that trying Christy. to be a third company, okay? I was trying to be three's company, too, okay? Uh, but shout out to her, man. You know what I'm saying? A legend, definitely just want to shout her out, man. And uh, rest in peace, rest in heaven. And uh, yeah, I just want to mention that, man. But Jay, how are you, bro? I mean, how was your week? So,
0: see, I'm starting my sense where I was before, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, no. Yeah.
2: Uh <laughs>
0: the week was off.
2: You start, right? um,
0: <laughs> again. Anyway, uh, you'll never know. So it was good though. Um, you know, Sue and Summers started to hear about that. I actually, just heard that like two seconds ago. Yeah, um, but um she was a role model um in some ways. Not for me, but definitely for individuals that I like to associate with uh, in terms of the structure, you know what I'm saying you know, relationships and housing and whatever. I like the way that she did that. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, did, nine, nine, did you,
2: you, you, you want to share that um, with us? Hold on, hold uh, on. I mean, a, here you go, like, girl, <laughs> There you go again. It's like- I am just clarifying. It was a non relationship. That's all I'm clarifying. It was a three, three people. Listen, listen. But
3: sexual That's all I'm No, clarifying. but
2: Jay is relating to the situation for a particular situation. So move out the way, SNM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Jay, you were saying about the living arrangement of Three's Company. Was there a reason that you could relate to that? Did something about that resonate with you?
0: You know, I, I had the opportunity to live with, with two very beautiful and intelligent, um, just you know, vibrant uh, young ladies. Yeah, when I was in college, and um, and you know, we in, enjoyed lots of time. We we enjoyed everything together. It was a very open and sharing relationship, just the three of us or whatever, you know. There
2: was three's it was company. beautiful. You was living like your own real life three's company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Except fact, fact, I, having to pretend to be something to to make it happen, because if you remember, it's like you remember yeah, you were three's company, you already right. I wasn't, I wasn't, tripping. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jack was tripping. I was not. Yeah, was, <laughs> you <cooking now? laughs> hmm? was you
3: cooking? Because uh, oh, of cooking.
0: I was cooking in the kitchen, the bedroom, and the living room, and it was all uh... a three course meal. Look at that. Look what I did
2: there. <laughs> ah, three course. Three, three course. Yeah, yeah. Tuck and talk. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, words of the wise. Uh, if you cook three courses, continue to cook three courses unless you're going to add more courses, but never go down to less than three courses when you have a taste for three. You know what I'm saying? People like to have a full table set.
2: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Charcuterie.
0: But well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I have
3: no no comment on
0: that. Yeah, Yeah, well, listen, this is what happens when we don't start off with the hot
2: topics. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is where we start off with Jay being the hot topic. Okay. Shout out to Suzanne Summers, man. Rest in peace for sure. All right, so now, Jay. Now, okay? Okay, now.
3: Oh.
2: Now, yeah. Hello. Right. now because, like, like, Is it is it time? It's warming it? up in here. For some right. reason, it's, it's warming up in here. That That's must mean it's time dude. for.
0: <laughs> so, so listen, speaking of uh maintaining peace in the situations where you wouldn't think there would normally be peace, um uh crisis broke out. I I actually was able to maintain peace in my little uh in the, in the little Middle East, in the anyway, so uh, if you haven't been under a rock, you've been watching the news. You know that people are fighting over the Middle East, and um, and now the some some celebrities have, have weighed in. Um, who was it? Um, Floyd Money Mayweather, right? He sent like his jet over, his own personal jet, filled with supplies or whatever to the Israelis, or whatever, in, in solidarity, water and stuff. That was right Mia uh, Khalifa, y'all know her.
2: If yeah, You don't know her. Star. She's in the- yeah, yeah, the, adult, yeah, the yeah. former adult star. Yeah, man, she's, well, she's still back. a star. Is she giving uh, back? She giving ooh, away. Free actually, she probably wished she
0: could take something back. Oh, so wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Mia Khalifa flew herself out there
2: to do her part for the efforts. Uh, <laughs> that would have that would have boosted ooh. morale. Real talk. <laughs> really, but, uh, uh, have people <laughs> standing at <laughs> attention. You not know. she was
0: doing so- her part. <laughs> she no she spoke she spoke actually in support of uh the palestinians uh and just you know and, and speaking like if i guess from a humanitarian standpoint she was like you know there's people over there that are dying they're palestinian let's remember them Gotta, yada, yada, yada. uh she immediately got like dropped by one of her sponsors or whatever right so in the midst of this i don't know if you guys are aware but like uh you, you heard dj Vlad. he's like the the quintessential uh, okay, he's a quintessential um, non-black guy in black guys' business. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. he had something to say about you know where he thought people he thought should have spoken up and been more vocal on one side of the issue or the other, and um, and yeah, we got a clip of that, right? Yeah, let's take this look real quick. All
2: right. Also, recently you did an open letter
0: to—I uh, always call it an open—an open letter, <laughs> an open tweet. Yeah, to Drake and Khaled. Correct. Now. Why, why did you feel like you wanted to write a tweet to them?
1: Well, you sort of see what's been happening, right? When you look at the the, the Gaza-Israel situation, it's, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. And, and I put out a statement about that myself. And when I sat back and looked at it, it's like, okay, Drake is the most famous Jewish person on earth, essentially, right? Who mm. else could, could do a tour and fill out coliseums worldwide who's Jewish besides Drake, right? Khaled is the most famous Palestinian in the world, but neither one of them has said anything about this at all. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, well, "Well, they're not politicians, whatever." They influence hundreds of millions of people, which ultimately has an influence on the world. And you're not choosing to, to like to say anything.
0: Mm. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I want to say something because I, I, I'll go quickly and say I don't.
2: I, I don't what, think asked a question. What do we think about it? Just yeah, what do you think I mean, what's is, going Jay, on? Jay just wanna give his opinion. He's just come on. what's going on? Right. There, man. All right, I'll let you guys in. I'll let you guys. What do you guys think about it? Go ahead, SL. Like,
3: First, Jay just wanna give his opinion. He was like, he got lots to say on this, and
2: No, I was gonna be very brief. <laughs> I mean, we, we, you know, we're setting up the conversation for all of us to participate in. So, do you want to still set that up? I thought, what do you guys it. think about these the comments? It. Do you think it is Drake's and other celebrities' responsibility to have to speak on these type of topics, or just in general, what do you think about everything going on in the Middle East? What are your thoughts? Uh, on that you was good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. like on good the job top training, just like some on yes. training type stuff that
3: just happened. That's was, that <laughs> was
2: nice. You know, listen, somebody got to do it. But uh, go ahead, Essanel. <laughs> hopefully i hope we got set it up for you for the person who was so anxious to get to the hot topic It just kind of sizzled out towards the end gonna... but go ahead
3: all right so thank you for that tutorial we appreciate it and um <laughs> with it won't of wait from the time okay. <laughs> um so i don't think it's their responsibility to necessarily speak on it unless they have like unless it's something near and dear to them so if the if Drake hasn't spoken on it, it's probably because it's not near and dear to him. It's not a situation that he has invested in. Same with Khalid, DJ Khalid. If he hasn't spoken on it, it's perhaps because he doesn't feel invested in the situation that's happening there. So I'm kind of a mixed feelings when people say, well, should these celebrities be speaking on it or not? Um, and because that's where their roots are or that's where whatever they can identify with. But my question is, do they ever identify with it? And if so... Then perhaps, but if not, then why is their responsibility to speak on it one side or the other side?
2: Hmm. No, go ahead, Jay. I feel that. No, 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 no. Nick, you're doing a great yeah. job. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, you know, setting it up. Jay sure, has know. We, know, we, know, we know Jay got I the know. answers. You know what I'm saying? I know. I'm good. <laughs> hands off. I got you. But no, but check it out though, right? So misreading. Um, this on. is a thing that the elephant in the room that I think people don't really want to mention, right? One side has everybody um, on that side, right? Justifiably because of what happened was atrocious, right? So that sets the table, but just in general, by and large, there's a particular group where you can't say utter anything against because you risk coming across a certain type of way. What DJ Vlad was talking about was this idea. I think that, that we all have to swear an allegiance and adherence, walk, lock, walk, walk lock and step with a particular group you know what i'm saying and if we choose just to be silent that's not even good enough right he is saying that oh because you guys are celebrities i'm putting this extra responsibility on you that they didn't necessarily sign up for so the audacity of him especially because he works in a space that's of a culture that he's technically not from you know but then people would maybe have expectations of him to speak on a culture in a certain type of way but he participates in a way that's almost dangerous to that particular culture so the nerve of him to be the one to deliver this particular message but the larger point that i really wanted to make is that we have to acknowledge that sometimes people are just silent because It's like the saying, like what your grandmama told you, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say something, don't say anything at all, right? In other words, I'm not saying that these people may have something negative to say, but maybe they understand that if they don't say the right thing, that they're going to be all of a sudden backlashed against. You know what I mean? Losing uh, endorsement deals, losing opportunities. For, for what? Like You think I'm going to say something that risk all this money, all the success, all this fame that I've built up for what? Just to say something? You know what I'm saying? Especially if I don't totally believe in what it is you want me to say. And the funny thing is, and I'll land with this, I was watching on uh, Bill Maher and the guy was just tiptoeing around trying to give the other perspective, right? Because in other words, yes, Hamas, a terrorist group, is that. But the people of Palestine are not all terrorists. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't even say certain things without people being pissed off. Two things can be true. A group, a terrorist group, can do terrible things. But the people who did not sanction those terrible things can also deserve empathy as well. You know what I'm saying? And people can see that there's a long history of conflict here and just be hesitant to speak because at the end of the day, we don't know. And, um, you know, we also don't want to uh, provoke any negative things from happening our way. So I'm completely OK with people just trying to figure it out themselves. And I'm not OK with people like DJ Vlad trying to tell other people how they should move because there's a lot of people who question how he should move and he's the last person that should be doing that to somebody else. So go ahead, Jay.
0: No, man, that was great. Um, I agree with both of you. I think you both laid it all out there. Um, it's, it's, these are entertainers. Right. They didn't study public policy. They didn't study like uh, you know, uh anthropology or cultural affairs or sociology to the degree that they would be able to speak out on what policy should be for for groups of people, for nation states, in fact. Cause uh so um I think that's first. And I think, you know, people are, are free to speak about what they feel like you said strongly about, but to ask them to speak for in the area that's not their particular expertise of the industry that they have told people that they are proficient in is, is, is unfair. And it's unreasonable. Um, and plus, if you if you know anything, about, all right, two things. Um, the hero in any story is whoever you've been listening to the longest. Right? The first person to come to you with the story is generally the protagonist, because they're going to frame the story in the context in which they understand it. Right? so they can't help but make point themselves as a protagonist generally uh both sides feel like they got rights for whatever they're doing right and so whoever you start whichever one you're listening to whichever side you've been talking to the longest is probably the side that you've taken but it's nuanced and there's history and so um i think people who are versed in that should be the ones trying to sort it out not people who are just versed in writing verses and and producing music you know what i mean they, if they can musically um, um, contribute to the what's going on then great but if they can't contribute within the nature of their gift to what's happening then let it go push on and move on but Yeah, that's, a, oh, that's what I was thinking um you know yeah so that's the wrap y'all can move on and talk about you know other things that are way way happier than this so sorry well I won't know
3: I won't say it's happier but we can definitely push on and move on to Carly Russell.
0: It's, she was happily re- recovered. That's a happy ending. You know what I mean? She was missing. <laughs> she was is it, found.
3: Is it really happy considering that she faked her own kidnapping and she has now been found guilty? She's looking at up to a year in prison. and $18,000 in 18, fines. Yes, $18,000 in fines. So I, I don't know how to feel about this. I actually I'm feel in, some type of way. How do you guys feel about this?
0: <laughs> I'm as happy for her as I am that Jesse Smollett was released from those dangerous Malga people same
2: joy same all
3: righty then uh i'll be honest
2: man i'll be honest throw the book at her throw the book at her you know what i'm saying um there needs to be a wave man where people who falsely do stuff need to pay a very severe i mean i get it like this was a small story maybe people were looking for her or whatever but you know apparently what she did was criminal Right, she faked something. She wasted resources. Right, we're gonna talk about this a little bit longer, a little bit later. But those are resources that could be used in other other places. And yeah, we can laugh because these stories ultimately feel like don't really have like a a victim, so to speak. But there are victims. You know what I'm saying? The taxpayers are victims of crimes like these. The police department, other people who need those resources. Right. So I think eighteen thousand or whatever, and I think you know whatever time in jail. Cool. You know, but. Whether you extend it to something like this or something even worse, if you out here faking and getting people involved in the law and all that, then nah, man, throw the book at her. You know what I'm saying? I hate to be like that, but we got to start being a little bit more stern in regards to people out here falsely accusing and doing dumb shit like she did. And she got to pay the price. So I think she got off kind of easy. Hopefully she can kind of move, you know, bounce back off of this. I'm not wishing any ill on her, but at the end of the day, we got to call a thing a thing. And what she did was ridiculous and she has to pay the price for it. And hopefully she can rebuild her life and and move on from here. So that's my thoughts on it.
3: So I do agree that she needs to pay the price. So technically, in most states, the filing a false police report is usually six months to a year in time for conviction and whatnot. But it is the resource piece that I'm really concerned about, because as we know, there are actually legitimate cases of missing kids, missing um women and just missing people in general that the resources could have been used towards that which brings me to the ebony alert so i am super excited uh, about the ebony alert so for those who's not familiar with it is basically a alert for black and brown missing children and women between the ages of 12 and 25. now it has gotten some pushback because folks are like hey amber alert ebony alert what's this about but i'm interested in hearing your thoughts but i wanted to make a note that this is not the first time that california has had an alert they actually have a feather alert for indigenous people washington state also have a missing alert just for indigenous people so i'm kind of concerned about why was there so much hoopla about the ebony alert when this is already a precedent that has been set out there with indigenous population
2: i mean first of all let's be clear okay the indigenous people are they even citizens like what do we call them or count them, right? I'm just I'm just trying to be clear in terms from a legal standpoint, like if they're on resume. I mean, because like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 so, I, I'm not going to touch that, that at, at all. all. Huh? I'm not touching
3: that at all. No,
2: no, 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 what I'm no. What I was saying is, is no, that no, if, no, you, no. If, you, if you have people who are classified like, you know, as different statuses, state I, whatever the word is, um, I'm just trying to understand why it would make sense to do that because the truth is none of this shit makes sense like the idea that we're going to be segregated by alerts now right so when i get the amber alert am i supposed to know oh that's the amber alert so mm, it's a white girl i ain't worried about it right because i don't know any white people like that or is it going to be like a jingle for black people to where we know it's like the coco ebony like it's gonna have like a little beat to it like the whole shit sounds stupid to me i think if you're trying to fight against people who are not being cared for or being alerted about whatever, then put the efforts to make sure they get the same treatment that Amber does. Why should Ebony have to get her own special thing just to just to remedy the fact that she wasn't included when Amber was getting her thing? You know what I'm saying? Missing people are missing people. You dig what I'm saying? I don't know about y'all, but I'm trying to get no damn alerts anyways half the time. But the point is, the last thing we need is to stratify, to segregate, to give new... It was dumb when they did it for the Indians, in my humble opinion. It's dumb to do it for Ebony now, right? I think at the end of the day, Everybody needs to be cared for and paid attention to, and I don't understand why we all just can't be under the amber alert. Why we have to create this special ebony alert, and then watch the shit have like a fucking nasty ass jingle to it. You know what I'm saying? It won't even be a regular alert. It'll be like the Marvin Gaye version of the alert. You know? Ha ha! ha. Come on, man. Come back out of here with that shit. That's just- so,
0: <laughs> I, 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 the ebony alert can be good or bad, right? Okay, first, the bad. Yes, Nick, you have a point in that it is segregationist just in its nature, right? It's like blacks for Trump. You know, it's anyway, so things. Sorry, I'm on a MAGA thing today. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> anyway, so uh, I get it. All right. It, it, you make it by making a distinction. You're saying one group is somehow to be searched for differently than another group, um, which is the implication. I would have first thought it, maybe that was because they were saying, listen, we need uh Black people to pay uh particular attention to this alert because most likely this person is gonna be in your neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know maybe that was why I don't know um, yeah, but ultimately, I think it's it's probably gonna come down to telling people which alerts they should ignore um more than it'll tell them which ones to be alerted to what? I know that may sound huh
3: no, I was just thinking around we said which alert to ignore, so are you saying people are more likely to ignore the ebony alert?
0: I'm saying I can see people ignoring the ebony alerts and go, oh, oh, ebony alert. That's not talking to me. (laughs) They keep driving past whatever the sign is. It's almost a way of filtering out the the black kids from your amber alerts, right? So instead of all kids matter, now it really is, you know, it's black kids matter or the other kids matter in a sense, which is kind of twisted in the way that they're applying it.
3: I will note that the Amber Alert is for 18 and um, and younger. So that's one of the differences versus the Ebony Alert, which is uh, up to 25. I also will note that the... Ebony Alert was triggered because they realized that a lot of people misclassify missing black children as runaways. As in other words, the police, which they did in Ohio, which we recently saw where they were willing to provide every excuse, but to say that these thousand kids were missing, it was like, oh, school just started and blah, 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 blah. And so it was also to kind of combat the whole fact that they say, well, they're probably most likely runaways. So that was one of the reasons that was provided um, another reason was provided that, was, especially with women, <laughs> was that Black women only make up 7% of the population, but yet, or young Black women between the ages of 18 and 25. And but yet, they make up at least 18% of the missing um, population, as far as missing women and so forth. And then, um, and so just to give a little background, and also the fact that there was over 200 or no, 300 something thousand um, missing kids, and Black kids made up almost half. And it was like, wow. And so it was, I understand. So in my personal opinion, I understand why the Ebony Alert uh, was proposed. I understand why the Indigenous Population Alert was proposed as well. I'm not sure if it's necessarily a good thing. I'm excited. I would like to see how it's going to be implemented. And from the point that they're, from their perspective, it was to make sure that the police paid attention to these cases. And so that also caused me some concern because once again, it validated that the police didn't take these cases seriously and um, misclassified them or didn't put the effort in it. And so I'm of the mind of like, let's put the resources necessary for everybody. And But at the same time, I understand that this was supposed to be for the police, for them to make sure that they're aware that no, this child is missing or this person is missing versus them disregarding it as, hey, they ran away.
0: Okay, so just my understanding, you're saying Amber Alert and Ebony Alerts are actually two different age groups.
3: Yes. So the um, Amber Alert is 18 and under. And um, interesting enough, they pointed out that the black kids were actually included in the Amber Alert as well, which is why it makes sense not to segregate it because they are included. And then the Ebony Alert is from 12 to 25. And so I'm not sure if they're trying to capture that 18 to 25 population that ends up being missing or um, what exactly the goal was. But I'm just, I'm just more excited to see the acknowledgement about the police don't take black and brown folks, because it's not just black. They actually said black and brown. It's just called the Ebony Alert, but it's for black and brown.
2: Right. So this is what I'm trying to... So so white... <clears throat> missing white people from 18 to 25, we don't care about them, right? <laughs> they're not going to get an alert, right? That's great. No, they, right? they're in the Amber Alert, right? No, no, no. No, no.
3: no it's a Amber it's 18, Alert. 18, oh, I see.
2: Right? So I'm, I'm carving out the point that white people are not included mm, from 18 to 25, right? Cool. Is that maybe also saying that black people can't be responsible enough until maybe after 25 before we have to continue to worry about them because even though they could join the army at 18 we still have to treat them like children i mean i don't know like to me i think when you have these different rules or whatever it leaves room for the wrong interpretation it leaves room the road to hell is paved with the best intentions so i do get that there's a problem to be solved doesn't mean that this was the particular solution. Right. Um, speaking of trying to find a solution, I mean, we got Jenny Ma out here. We haven't heard from Jenny Ma in a while. You know, luckily, or unfortunately, we've heard about her divorce. I was saying, luckily, like, hey, what's up, girl? What you doing after? But, anyways, the point is, uh, you know, apparently, Chris Rock ain't the only one who's gonna jump at the chance at a potential divorce. But, anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, anyways, Jenny Ma popped up real quick. I believe on the Sherry, what's the girl's name? Sherry Shepard show, right? We haven't heard Mm -hmm. for a little bit. Let's see how she's doing coping with the divorce, all right then. Where's My at?
3: I know, um, because I'm, I'm one that has been through it and, and yes. we are praying for you, but you're going through this divorce. How you doing, mama?
1: You know, I'm not gonna lie. You know, it takes every day to, to just really sit and just be quiet in your thoughts, take care of me. Um, but one thing I know is you give God your pain, he will give you his power, yeah. girl, yeah. period. So every day, I'm like, here you go. You got room for more? Here's some more. I'm just taking it day by day, you know?
2: Yeah. So listen, the last we heard, you know, she was fighting for her marriage. Um, Looks like she might be a little bit more resigned uh, to the outcome. So, what are your thoughts about her even popping up? Like, you know, was it necessary? Do you think, you know, it was, you know, she had the feeling like she had to just come out there and say something? Like, what are your thoughts on her speaking on what she's going through while she's going through it?
0: Yeah, I think she was just... I'm sorry, you No, go, to, go ahead. ahead.
3: Go ahead. No, no, I am just taking my head. No. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. No, I think, she's, uh, I think she's needed to change the narrative. I think that right now, there's no really good things that were being said about her or a light she was being cast in. So I think she came out, she played the Jesus card, she played the I'm a mom card, and then she went back. Because she didn't say anything new. She didn't give any info. She said nothing substantial, at least in the clips that I've seen. I'll be honest, I don't watch the Cherry Jeffers show. So maybe the, the actual interview was longer and more in depth than that. But everything I've seen from it, other than watching the show, which apparently I guess I don't want to do, is, uh yeah, there was no information there. SNM?
3: I think she was doing damage control as well, as um, she has this image that was put out there that she was basically, and she acknowledged in previous clips that maybe she was a little too independent, too forward thinking, or whatever the words that she actually used at that time. And now she's going back because she is fighting for a marriage. She does want it, but it doesn't sound like he wants it, right? And so I think that's also something that's interesting because you know, as they say, eighty percent of women fall for divorce, right? And um, and she so happened to fall in that twenty percent where she was not the person who filed for divorce. So she may have taken that a little personal as well, like oh it's me and so this is her way of trying to i won't say reinvent but yeah it's kind of reinventing herself and so i don't knock her for her efforts and if she ends up getting what she wants which is to get back with her husband then kudos for her if she don't then this is just the first step on her reinventing herself
2: mm, yes and listen i i wish her the best um i would I not like to be in that situation um, especially when you feel like you're, you know, want to be in a situation. This is her second marriage, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So I do think what we're watching in real time is maybe a little bit of growth. Um, maybe some it's like the multiple stages of grief. And I feel like maybe we're seeing some of these stages play itself out. But I hope for her sake that, you know, she mentioned about her daughter. And I think a lot of people find peace there in terms of like you had a beautiful baby and you're able to be a mom and, and love on and, and and co-parent in that way. So, I just hope for her sake and for G's sake, they all kind of figure out a happy place, you know, can co parent if they don't work out. And hopefully it works out. But I will say she looks good, though. I see you out there, Jenny Ma. You know, I'm talking about she looking good, pros baby girl. Hey, 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 how you doing? Anywho, let's move on. I mean, listen, if Chris Rock can do it, <laughs> we all can change. His timing
0: know? was terrible. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Speaking of bad timing, you had something you want to talk about, SM, right?
3: Oh, are you talking about the Tia Mori <laughs> situation? I mean, I that's was, always the next know, topic. I was thinking of reinventing, you know, since someone Fourth is wildness. reinventing herself, and um, I feel like Tia is reinventing her narrative Damn. pertaining to her marriage, right? So she came off uh, initially; she was super excited about getting back out there in these streets, so to speak. Uh, was excited about her graduation, which confused me as to why she called her divorce a graduation, um, because I have positive connotation associated with graduation. But to basically, she was saying I moved on with my life; it's just a new phase, right? And so she graduated, but we won't. Belabor that point, <laughs> anyways. So recently, she's been out on these streets, and she realized that these streets ain't what she what they used to be. That at the at the end of the day, Corey was pres- apparently courting her and had these this etiquette that she really enjoyed, and now it's just all about next Netflix and chill, aka Netflix and uh, and let's have sex. And I think she's not used to that. So, what are you guys um, thoughts on the whole Tia Mori courtship conversation?
2: You're horrible with names by the way. I thought it was T or Maori. Hey, the worst hey I
3: support you. Hey, I will DJ acknowledge Khalid. Khalid. I
2: hey, No, hey. it's like it could be it could be one of two, but you seem to always go to the wrong one. It's like <laughs> what's the alternate to Khalid, Khalid. <laughs> <laughs> Maori, Mori. Ma- 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 I'm sorry. I hey, to, uh, I don't.
3: Hey, you knew who the hell I was talking about, and that's that's tone. all that matters to me, okay?
2: You, you do don't say tomato, do well, you say tomato. <laughs> Everything is tomato, and potato. For Edo you. Potato, potato.
3: <laughs> banana, banana. <laughs> you're
2: pecans. You say pecans, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Pecan, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
3: but <terrible>. stop hating.
0: <laughs> so I think it's I think it's bad timing. I think that uh I think a lot of times people think that uh you know, that always people always say the grass is gonna be greener. I think that so, times have changed a lot um the dating pool is vicious now you know what i mean people are out there moving in that space some of them with no intent of actually making a relationship they just trying to make sure they got dinner plans for the night you know what i'm saying or they're a homosexual and they just want to make sure they got somewhere to stay um so uh i think you know what i'm saying you're supposed to test the water before you jump out there and then she just jumped on out there she was feeling froggy so she leaked and uh you know i'm married so i can't catch her and um you know, more power to her. Uh, I think she found out the reality isn't what she thought it was. Um, this is why relationships should be worked on. Because if there is something to save, if you st- still love and respect the person, then the history you have with them and what you've learned about them and ha- as far as how they move, right? Their worldview, how they navigate life, their energy, that's valuable insight into another human being that it's gonna take you either time or tremendous honesty to find again. That was, that's what's out there.
2: Just, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and play this clip real quick cause I really wanted to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Don't mind me. Let me go ahead and play this clip and I'll, I'll speak on the, on the other side.
4: How hard is it in the dating oh world now?
1: Oh my
3: God. <laughs> what is it like out there for, for, Do for a single a woman? a shot
1: of tequila? No. <laughs> No, I'm I have sin- been
3: single
0: for five years. Yeah. So I'm- I don't know what this world is like out there, but I know it. But from what I see and from what I hear, it is tough.
3: It is very tough mm-hmm. and it is exhausting. <laughs> like, it's exhausting. I'm going to throw the towel in. <laughs> Someone had told me and I was I, I, I wanted to be like, no, I, I disagree with you. And I don't want to believe it. My last relationship when dating was, you know, when I was, you know, dating this person, it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was wonderful. There was courting that was, you know, involved. Um, and I was saying how I feel like that's no longer, you know, uh, present, meaning like people just don't court each other anymore. And this person was like, well, you know, that's just, that's old news. Like people, people just don't do that anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, I gotta, I have to admit something. I had a crush on those twins growing up, like many of us probably around that age group. Right. So let me just be honest about that. Right. Right. Um, and I wanted to see the clip because I wanted to see what she was looking like these days. You know what I'm saying? See how she's been holding up a little bit. And Shorty's still looking right. You know what I'm saying? She's still looking good. So I think big picture, she's going to be okay. You know, um, I do get that when she got married, it was at a different time. She was a different age, a different stage in her life. So I can understand that now she's back out there in the game. Um, I don't think that like when people are going through a separation or relationship, they're necessarily thinking about, oh, maybe there's a better opportunity out there. I mean, some people probably do, especially those who monkey branch, but it could have been a thing where, you know, the relationship was just not work, working for her. So she wasn't thinking about what's out there. She was thinking about, I guess, getting out of the relationship. And now that she's out of the relationship, she's realizing that, yeah, it's it's it's, it's hard out there. You know what I'm saying? Which is fascinating to me too, because she's attractive. We know who she is. She probably got a couple of dollars. So like it, in her stage, if she's dealing with men, who are non-courting her, trying to get straight to the draws, then that must be happening for like the regular chicks out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, you would think that maybe because of who she is and whatever, what she's done, that she'd meet a man who at least, you know, open the door for, be a little shivers, but she make it seem like everybody's trying to hit it, which tells me that they may not see value in her in that way. Maybe, maybe they are just thinking about sex. Maybe the times have changed, right? But I think, Overall, she's going to be OK. I'm more concerned for the women out here who will see her as an example and maybe in some case they need to see her as a cautionary tale, right? Because what we don't know is why they split up. I feel like sometimes we think it could have been for like just bullshit reasons and in that way she's not going to get any grace. Like, girl, you chose to leave that for what? For what? Right? And so now you got to deal with what you got. But If she did leave for legitimate reasons, then we have to express sympathy for that and maybe empathy for what she's going through because she is older. She does have a kid. She is a mom, whatever. Um, And so now she's dealing with the reality of dating, even for a woman in her particular status. So I think it's a cautionary tale here, but I think overall she's going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, T, if you're watching this, you know what I'm saying? I support you, girl. I don't know what you did, but they're still home over here. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. saying unlike, bias. Uh, bias. Uh, oh, unlike, no. unlike unlike Chris Rock,
3: uh,
2: unlike Chris Rock, you know she's actually divorced. You know what I'm saying? But,
0: <laughs> it, but it, isn't this the second person he holidayed on the show? On this one, one thing like, like wasn't <laughs> is, this is the second one, right? Okay, I'll go
2: ahead. You can't say that Nick doesn't love black women. You know what i about? <laughs> <That's> what <this laughs> okay. is, it's my way of showing love and support to these black women who are going through a tough time and maybe even the non-black woman was going through a tough time. (laughs) I'm
3: still waiting for the Goldie voice for her.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No, I had to save that one, you know what I mean? Not everybody get the Goldie voice, baby. Um, But speaking of Goldie, yeah, that's a horrible segue. You know, matter, matter of fact, speaking about someone-
0: Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it's appropriate. Just keep going.
2: <laughs> speaking of, about someone who's no longer golden in the black community. Uh, no, no. She's still pimping. Yeah, I mean, no. Uh, speaking of somebody who's about to be going through a divorce, or I, I don't know, yo, by now you all have heard- about what's going on with your girl, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh my God. I mean, listen, I like once again, somebody that many of us probably had a crush on, you know, when we saw her with Will, she was like, they were like goals for a lot of people. Jada was like the girl next door, the down chick, you know, she knew Tupac and all this other stuff. But lately she has been on a press run talking about everything. Apparently, Tupac had alopecia. Did Tupac want her to tell people that he had alopecia? But whatever. Um, he proposed to her. Really, girl? Like, okay, whatever. You know, Chris Rock tried to holler at her one summer when he thought they were getting a divorce. Mm. Is that what led to the slap? I don't know. But she was talking about so much. But the biggest thing that she dropped is this clip that I'm about to play right now in regards to the status of her marriage. That was the biggest thing I think people were like, huh? So let me go ahead and play that clip real quick and then we'll talk about it on the other side.
4: Damn, Jada. So many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most, that I actually had to reread it because I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016, you and will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. It was not a divorce on paper right, but it was a divorce. Divorce. So from the year 2016, which is 7 years ago. (laughs) Yes, you all have been apart, yeah. But in public the couple who married in 1997 Denied the gossip about their marriage. Over the next several years, Jada and Will kept up the appearance of a committed married couple. So, why do that? Like, what was the reason?
3: I think just not being ready
4: yet.
2: Man, there is so much here, right? So, I, I almost low key don't know where y'all want to start, right? Between the Tupac stuff, uh, between the Chris Rock stuff, the Will Smith stuff. You, what do y'all think about Jada? Oh, by the way, she does have a book coming out. We're not really pubbing when it comes out. Find out for yourself. We're not haters. I just actually don't know the date that it's coming out, but she is um, promoting her memoirs. Uh, so I think that's obviously the reason why she's doing this tour. She's been everywhere. I mean, everywhere. What do you guys think about this tour? What she's revealed? Are you interested in the book? Man, wherever you want to start, man, wherever you want to start.
3: Well, I personally think that this reveal is because of the book, right? So right before any books drop, um, for celebrities at least, they go through this whole, um, I got to spill the tea type conversation, right? And so I'm going to go on record and say, I don't actually believe that Tupac proposed to her. <laughs> I'm just going to go on record. That's the
2: one you don't believe. That's the one you don't and, believe. Uh, <laughs> That's the you one. I
3: it's, it's, I don't know I think just based on where he was in his life it didn't seem logical for him to propose to her um, however I guess they had conjugal
2: but- visits but go ahead I'm sorry
3: true but um and i also find it fascinating one of the things that we didn't talk about was how she was apparently surprised that um will smith got up and slapped the bejesus out of chris rock she said she didn't realize will was talking about her as his wife because they weren't living as husband and wife and i actually find that kind of um Hmm. let's just say she drove the bus, backed the bus up, drove it back over him and then ran over him again. It was like, I, I'm curious as to what, at what point does this toxic, somewhat toxic behavior stops for her? And I hate to blame her in the shape of saying that she was toxic all around, but the fact that she didn't even take any type of responsibility or accountability for, and don't get me wrong, Will chose on his own volition to get up and follow through on that slap. But at the same time, it was like, she completely removed herself and absolved herself from the entire conversation pertaining to it. She was like, I didn't know he was talking about me. Me, his wife, me, even though she just dead ass looked at him before he got up to slap him. And so I just I just think that this is just another reach because I think the red table is no longer being aired. I guess that has run its course. And so this is the next thing. And what better way to get publicity than by further um, stepping on somebody else right somebody who has more fame and who is already going through a moment of contrition because of what happened with the oscars i think it was um what was it he had to go back and do the slave movie (laughs) you know had he's paying his dues all over again almost and this is an opportunity for her to capitalize on that by selling her books and throwing him under the bus now if there's other secrets that she has am i going to buy the book no because I'm not interested in it. <laughs> and um, and in general, I have a tendency, but I'll be honest, I'm not really interested in memoirs in general. It just so happened that I definitely won't watch this one because she's doing it literally by stepping and pooping all over somebody else to make her name to me. And because she was not the bigger star in the relationship. And if they were separated for seven years, um, okay, cool. Y'all was living separate in separate households, but folks acting like our parents didn't live like that at some point, or our grandparents and our great grandparents weren't fully involved in separate bedrooms in the same house, you know? And so I don't know what this means, if that she's heading for a divorce or not. Um, But I do recall when they said that they'll never divorce.
0: Yeah, apparently she's a liar. Um, Here's why I say this because she she if she said that, they, that, and I did make this agreement that they'll never get divorced. They'd always be together, partners forever, or whatever. And that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? My wife and I have said something similar to each other. Um, um, and, you know, you would want that in your marriage. Uh, but she's a shameless name dropper, yo. That's like just who she is. And I think she'll say anything to get attention. And I think she traded on him, uh, not only betrayed him and turned on him, but I think she traded on him in the sense that when she needed attention, she would release things to him about him, to the public that were contrary to the public's perception of him. And that's what made him juicy, right? Um, I, to the point where people were tired of hearing her say stuff, but every time she came out, it was something that like challenged your idea of what it was really what the reality was with them. I think the reason why i feel so solid in calling her a liar is because she i think she materially misrepresents what reality is and that's a liar you know what i mean for her to even do the red table thing and have these conversations about entanglements and all this other stuff when y'all when you consider first off y'all have just been separated and not divorced but at your own mouth you say you consider yourself to be divorced but you have these red table conversations in in the context of a marriage right you, you can't have it both ways either y'all were together or you weren't and so yeah I think I think this this in the effort to try to I think rebrand herself I think she's trying to do that too in a way who knows you know why she may be distancing herself from Will at this time but you know you heard it here first anyway I think she might be rebranding herself but I think she's doing more damage to her brand whatever little little was left of it I man ever since low down Dirty the shame she was my girl you know what I mean? You know, different world when she came on, that was fine. Like, I, I knew her, you know what I mean? But I was like, man, Will, you got a good one. And now I'm like, thanks, Will, you t- dodged that
2: one. I might have fallen for it. Anyway, Nick, what do you think? Oh, man, there's just so much here. Um, first of all, SM, I'm surprised you don't like memoirs. That's actually my favorite category of books. You know, I love, I actually read Will's memoirs, for example, and um, autobiography. <clears throat> and I love reading them because it gives me a chance to kind of, Someone get to know these people right so i've read everything from like you know steve jobs whatever whatever so i love memoirs and so i'll be honest i was kind of tempted i am tempted tempted still to read hers i think the problem for me though is that it's one thing to expect embellishments from certain memoirs and maybe you hope that there aren't any right there are some books i've read that i felt like i got the true story or about as close to it as possible but To Jay's point, I don't think she's proven trustworthy. I don't know that I could even believe the things that she would say in the book, right? Which I think would be the biggest reason why I wouldn't read it. Although my curiosity uh, might still be piqued, right? So let me start there. I think when you mentioned the things that you thought was a lie, the fact that Tupac asking her to marry her him was the lie that you thought was nah, because I had to look it up. (laughs) You know, New York is one of four states that have conjugal visits. You know what I'm saying? So in my brain. If I'm locked up and I got this shorty that I've been down, down with for a long time, then maybe it makes sense for me to propose so I can get some of those conjugal visits, right? Which would then suggest for him to even be thinking that way. And, 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 and I, I'm not trying to speak on the past, but if he was thinking that way, wouldn't that suggest that they did have a relationship that was beyond platonic? I think to me, that's the biggest lie of it all, right? The way that she constantly speaks about Tupac, and I get it that he was her soulmate, et cetera. But she's constantly talking about how their relationship was platonic, and it felt icky for them to even go there. Again, why would he ask you to marry him? You know, Because to me, that's the one benefit. You get benefits in a conjugal type of way. So, I mean, I get it because she said she was going to do life or do the time with him anyway. So, I think that's the lie to me that I can't shake because she's constantly bringing the brother up. She sounded like a chick who got some amazing D, has never found D like that. She sounded like a woman who was dissatisfied with the current partner that she had, right? Was longing for the previous partner and just never shook it. You know what I'm saying? It just, I don't know, man. I think there's a takeaway because it's, it, it seems clear that she just doesn't really care about him the way that maybe he seems to care about her. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe that's just not how will roll because he's been mum about their relationship. If what she's saying is true about them being separated for seven years, you got to imagine even from his side that he's having to show up to events and, and put on a public face and pretend maybe he has a life outside of her right or maybe he's hoping things would work out it's just a lot here man and it's very disappointing because like i said a few years ago she was there were goals you know what i'm saying and this entire time so either she's lying now or she's been lying then it's just too many lies for me to sift through at the end of the day i think we all collectively maybe feel bad for will smith but then it's like you're choosing to still be here and not get it. But, you know, at some point I can only feel but so sorry for him. You know what I'm saying? But she's doing too much. I mean, everybody's talking about it. I think you're exactly right, Jay. Her brand is going down the toilet to a certain extent. Men and women are disavowing her. I mean, I was in the room and people were talking about, hey, do you still consider her somebody that you would rock with? And people were like, no, nah, not anymore. So, I mean, I hope she finds peace. I hope she finds whatever she's looking for. But most infor- importantly, free Will Smith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? free, free will, will Smith. Smith. Uh, free Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's
0: start making those t-shirts right now.
2: Right now. The free Will Smith until it's backwards. You know what I'm saying? Will Smith, Smith will, will free.
3: Smith. He's, he's <laughs> choosing to be there. He's That's why he's probably on Radio Silence because um, he wants to see how it plays out, too. So, he's, his choice was to be in this situation. And I stopped messing with Jada when she did that whole entanglement conversation. Hey.
2: I mean, but you know, but you know what's crazy? Like, first of all, did she have to poo-poo on Chris Rock again? Like the brother had already got slapped. So you're telling the world that, oh, he hollered at me. Of course, now we're gonna look at him kind of corny, cause like, bro, can you let, let at least let the ink dry before you try to shoot your shot? That's number <laughs> one. And then number two, was that justification? Like, Will was like, damn, the audacity of you mm-hmm. and to you sit here talking about my wife when I know you tried to holler at her, you bitch ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? But like for her to put that out there, it just seemed very self-serving. And I think that's the word that I associate with how she's been moving this entire time. She's just moving like in a self-serving type of way. But I was like, "Damn, why are you gonna put Chris out there? He already got slapped, girl. He already got slapped.
3: Yeah, specials and everything about himself. Yeah, By was the way' he looks great.
0: She's just taking things down now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that came out right, uh, but I mean it to say, you know, she's she's dragging his his uh, brand down. She's dragging, I think, her own brand down. I think she's dragging marriage down.
2: With her, yeah. How about that? Yeah, I would not like believe that? this. I'm getting an Amber <laughs> Alert right now. You know, <laughs> I'm like, Who the fuck is Amber? You How know was that? What I'm How was I was You like that. I, mean, really? I don't know, black or white. You know, because it's not a. Go ahead and open it up. Anyways, I'm sorry. Provide with no,
3: some no. details. Yo,
2: we got to be honest. How many of us pay a fucking attention to those Amber Alerts, man? We just turn the bitches off and keep on moving, whatever, man. But uh, <laughs> I
0: no, I, I okay. Right. Honestly, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with Amber Alert because, I mean, they're like very broad descriptions of people. You know what I'm saying? The car stuff helps. But that's only if I'm on the road. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to memorize the tag and look for it in the future. You know what I mean? Because then I won't be focusing on driving. So I, I'm not, I think they need a better system. Maybe broadcast pictures with it or something. You know so- what is the Amber Alert? So for the record,
3: the Amber Alert is one when they put it out there. And so if you're driving or wherever you are, it's actually to plant a seed for you to be on the lookout. So if you hear something that sounds suspicious or you hear this person's name or something, some part of that description may trigger a memory for you. And you're like, oh, wait, I think I saw this person at McDonald's or the Popeye's or whatever the hell it may be. And then you call the police. It's basically to get tips for those who, um, and then to plant a seed.
2: No, no I appreciate, a you, system. appreciate it's like you for that. saying that. You know what, you know, what really needs an Amber Alert? The next topic, the main topic of the conversation, you know, <laughs> unless, unless well, there's anything left on this Jada thing that we want to talk about. Well,
0: allow me to pull a Carly Russell and show you that it wasn't lost in the first place. Uh, so, yeah, Jada's pulling down marriages, man. She's making them look bad. Mm, and, uh, you know, I think Jada's giving it bad rap. I think that, that her actions, actions of people like her, people that she, I think, would, would play in the movie or would play her, uh make people uh, not want to do marriage because i i'm speaking for me personally as a man who has looked at marriage critically several times um i looked at will and jada's thing and i was like you know what this sounds like this might work this might work right they committed to each other they you know i'm saying but they let each other be free and do what they're going to do but they still love each other i'm like this might be the evolution and then jada gotta go mess it all up man I mean, I mean, you know, what do y'all think? I mean, am, am I am I am I too harsh on her?
2: Am so are I, am, we still, am still I... talking about Jada or no? We're talking about okay, we're cool. talking let about me help, let me we're talking
0: about whether or not <laughs> women like Jada. I ruined it for marriage.
2: Yes, there and you go, like, Jay. Bring
0: you, thank fine. you for bringing it home, right? Like, I, I, I did I did say that earlier in my soliloquy. Then you missed it. Then, I, uh, I, I no, fed no, it in. We didn't miss, yes, it, we didn't miss I, it. I, I didn't know we it was, was like serious. I had to say the exact yeah.
2: words. No, no, we got it set no, up. No, I actually did. So, yeah, okay, run it back. When yeah, you run it back, you're Our women... Trust me, I'm running it back
0: on. Our women like Jada ruining it. Do you agree with me? Because I say she is. Yes.
3: So what is... Yeah, go ahead, Nick.
0: No, no, go ahead. That's enough.
3: Go ahead. No, no, because I'm curious as to what are, what is women like Jada, right? Like right. that's why I said go ahead.
2: Thank you, right? Because we're I think we're... Man, I'm I don't even know what the point of us even doing pre-production for. Like we had like a list, we can't even get the first part done. And you're clearly not a man, right? So I think the whole goal or the the topic That's right? why I said go ahead, Nick. And you yeah,
3: should yeah, know.
2: Yeah, because I thought you was about to interject no. with something. It just okay. Okay. Go ahead, all Nick. right. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh my God, this is so awesome. Episode seven. Uh, um so when we just, when we talked about this, right? I think we were trying to think about it in the framework of there's a lot of guys who saw Will Smith and Jada, just like with women, and was like that's goals. And then when something like this happens, they point to this and say this is why I don't want to get married, right? So we were trying to really expand into the conversation, right? Because we have Jada's Pinkett Smith, who for all intents and purposes seemed to be with somebody who had all the money in the world, so she wasn't it wasn't like she wasn't cared for. Um, you know, in his book, he talked about things. I don't know how he was in their relationship. Maybe she was dissatisfied, but we also know that she was pining away at somebody somebody else. Um, Somebody else was living in her head, right? For the duration of their relationship in a very significant way. So men was looking at her at once being like, ooh, I want to marry somebody like her. And now we're seeing these things, right? So when you talk about women like Jada, first of all, a woman who would fuck her son's friend who was like 20 some odd years younger. Like, you know, that's a woman that I think the even if you're separated, even if you guys agree to do your own thing, most people who are responsible are going to do their thing responsibly. Meaning that I probably should not fuck with one of my children's friends. That's too close in proximity to relationships around me. That's number one. Number two, does this person have some issues, emotional or mental or otherwise, that being with me who is older, am I taking advantage of them? Right? It's just so many different things about how she has moved. If I say I love a man, does it make sense for me to constantly make him look bad to the public when he is in a public facing business, right? Is it important for me to communicate to him that, oh, Chris Rock tried to holler at me if it's going to create turmoil, someone who does not seem to care about anybody but themselves? There are men who are saying, That there is modern women who are moving in a very selfish and self-centered type of way, which is why when they say women like Jada, that's what they're talking about. Women who cannot be satisfied, satiated, placated, right, into some level of just doing her part and, you know, put them in a trick bag situation to where it's like, well, if I divorce her now, I'm going to lose money, right, obviously, to a certain extent, or I'm not going to be with my kids. So there's a lot here, S&M, when you talk about the type of women. But I think when men who are already seeing things not be the most beneficial towards them when it comes to marriage will point at a woman who is moving recklessly, right, and say, hmm, this is the reason why. Because, damn, if Will Smith can be done like this, then what hopes can I have just to being an average Joe schmo? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what we're talking about today is, is when we see these things and and women move this way, does it have uh, an impression on men? And is that one of the reasons why men are hesitant towards marriage?
0: Yeah, see, I was looking at it from a whole different angle. I'm saying, I'm, I'm looking at it as, here's a man who meets a woman and he is so transparent with her, apparently, supposedly. And she is so transparent with him, right? so then they, and they had this trust and this partnership or whatever and then uh for one reason or another um she is willing to uh undermine him undermine the reunion sell any piece like you you, you called it what you say she was uh you said selfish right you just said basically she's just selfish right self centered self centered self centered and I think what what I got, from I can see that what she did was done from her being self-centered. So I think what you, I think you probably hit it at the heart, but what, what affected me so much about when I looked at it was this, the violation of the trust between the two of them, right? It's the reason why when you, when you go to a court, whatever, your spouse can't testify against you, right? Y'all supposed to be one, whatever you tell them is like, you talk it to yourself, your other half or whatever, whatever, you know? Um, besides, I, w- I would think that I would hope we still live in an age where women actually want a relationship that's based on more than just provision, provision there too, and more than just status, right? But they also want to have a connection with the dude, right? And I'm saying a man, a man is most likely to stay in the re- in a relationship in which he feels and. Uh, her hunger for attention be it through media social media or whatever a lot caused her to cannibalize their relationship and the trust that she had in him I think people do that and I think that's the thing women like that make men not want to commit long term to them it's a bad investment you can't deposit anything there other than semen
3: so out of curiosity um so are we saying then, are you guys saying <laughs> that it's the narcissistic behavior that is driving men away yeah. from marriage? Yeah. It was, it was that behavior.
0: Yeah,
2: that's, and, that's, that's what I'm saying.
3: Okay. I I'm, just wanted to make I'm sure. I'm not just
2: saying that. I, I'm not just saying that. I think... Because I don't equate self-centeredness with narcissism, I I want to be very careful about using certain words, especially if it has a clinical definition to it or should. Because I think you can be self-centered, but I don't know that necessarily equates to narcissism, right? Um, you know, people can make decisions from a self-centered place. I just think there's there's more to narcissism narcissism than that. So that's why I got to give you a little bit of pushback. But I, I just think that one of the things that kind of stuck out to me, I think, when I was either reading his book or what I if I remember their story. She wasn't marriage-like-minded like like that. You know, there's a phrase that we've heard all the time on Clubhouse. I think, in fact, she was adverse, maybe even on her Red Table Talk. She talked about, like, Mm -hmm. not being married, right? So when you say women like that, you can just start there, for example, right? Don't marry somebody who is telling you they don't want to be married, right? A woman who does not value marriage. Right. Whether it's the traditions, the roles the responsibilities, you know, whatever, you know, however people want to define marriage, she said that she didn't want. And so I think we'll just kind of kept on, you know, coming at her, coming at her. And I think they eventually came to a, a compromise, right? It wasn't at a, a, you know, a traditional marriage or wedding. It was something they compromised on. Right. So when we say women like that, there's a lot of women who are moving like that. Like they don't have any regard for marriage right? Especially not in a way that is about tradition or building with somebody. If they are for marriage, it's about what can this person do for me? What load can this person take off my plate, right? Because what ends up happening is, if we want to use the Tia Tia Mari example, even though we don't necessarily know what happened in her marriage, but there also are men who feel like women are just leaving marriages because they're unhappy, not because they were abused, not because the brother was not doing his part, not because he might not have been willing, but simply because they were unhappy. This idea that I can do bad all by myself, right? While not taking into account, sometimes y'all be depressed and it be undiagnosed. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be having stuff going on in your brains and stuff. And then now instead of dealing with the issue, now it's him. Only to then get divorced and realize you still have some of those same issues. You know what I'm saying? So my, my point is there's a myriad of women who fall into the selfish or I don't, I don't, I'm not thinking about anybody else, I want what I want category. And I think when we see stories like these, men say, mm. this is what I'm talking about. And I think women just have to be uh, aware of that.
0: I can't, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, uh, it, is, it is from that standpoint of she did tell him he, he got somebody. First off, so she was, she was, she caught him on the rebound. She said she had just found out he just whatever, right? And I hate to make it personal with Will and Jada. So let me just say this, though, in, in, in a broader sense, my second wife, um, I, my first wife had just died of breast cancer. And so uh, I got people in my ear trying to get my kids and grieving, whatever, whatever. I decided I'm going to marry someone to get everybody off my back. Actually, that's not true. I decided I'm moving away. And the chick on top of two, she decides, hey, we should get married so you don't look crazy. I'm like, look, I'm doing me though. Please understand. Anyway, so she knew I was gonna be, you know, still like you living in my freedom. Uh it was gonna be a marriage for the sake of, of appearance, but I was it wasn't a, wasn't going to be a monogamous marriage, right? It's my second wife or whatever. And she and so she's like, yeah. But now I come to f I find out later on, she was like prowling for widowers, right? I mean, do dude, wife would die. She was on him. That was like her thing. Um, it was, I wasn't the first guy. Um, I said, I'll let say, uh, there's some women I think that are, are, are predatory for the predatory and, and they have reduced relationships to transactions that could deliver the bag for however long period of time, you know, uh, and that would make a man very concerned. Um, because again, going back, how do you invest in somebody if you feel like, if, if you're never really sure what their motives are? And so you, um, I guess it's really on Will for not listening, or on men for not listening, like Nick says. They tell you that's not what they want, and that's not what they want. Um, I, I think the other characteristic that, that I would say she, uh, and it's kind of hit, hit on it, you don't get with somebody who's got somebody else in their heart. You know what I mean? If, if 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 a young lady knows that she's not completely out of a relationship, then there's no need in picking up another one. Right. Because the dude you're with is going to have to compete, even though he don't know he's competing. Right. It's like three men in my bed. You know what I mean? So um I think that was another kind of um aspect of, of the behavior that she portrayed that I think would make a person stand back and say not one like that.
2: I got a question for you, S&M, right? Because I know you as the woman on the panel, right? I got a quick question for you. Um, so when women see certain behavior, especially like if you're a woman who is married, right? Or, you know, you move a certain type of way. When you see certain behavior, do you ever stop and think like, wow, I can empathize with why men are, say some of the things that they say? Let me, Let me ask you that way.
3: Okay, so yes, I can empathize, (laughs) or maybe I will say more like sympathize, because I do agree that there are some women who move in a certain way that is detrimental to the man's mental health, or even to be honest, just detrimental to the relationship itself. And so um, so, yes, I can sympathize um, with the situation. I don't know if I I could see empathy a little bit simply because I am married and I wouldn't want to be put in that position either um, of being with somebody who's completely selfish, self-centered, or in um, Jay's case, predatory. Um, and it made me think of, like, what are some of the red flags? Because you're describing some of the characteristics. And you mentioned um, the whole she didn't want to get married. She had somebody else in her mind um, as far as both you guys mentioned that as a key red flag. But how would somebody know that she had somebody in their mind? You know, um, In Will's case, I think she should have knew. But in the broader sense, um, how would you know? And then as far as the predatory, you said you found out after the fact that she was predatory in nature. And so you didn't see any red flags or signs before that. So I'm just curious as to what are the red flags that like you describe some of the characteristics but what should people look for because as a woman my i'll be honest for me personally i always view it in a with good intentions, right? And while I recognize that there are women who come into and look for relationships for the purpose of transaction, right? They're looking for somebody I, be, um, somebody to take care of them, somebody to provide them just the monetary, and they may not be seeing what they're going to add to the conversation or whatever the case may be. So I do see women like that. and But I also know that there are men who actually look for those type of women who want to be taken care of just 100%. And then there's other types. So I'm just curious as far as like, what would be the... What other, like, what would you look for in a relationship? Because as a woman, I can tell you what I look for in, for men as red flags, but what would, what should men look for in women?
2: I think one of the, so, so for example, if you guys get in an argument and she's loose with her mouth, if she feels like she can talk to you any kind of way, that's a red flag. Right, because even in her worst moments of fit and rage, she should still have a certain level of respect for you to communicate with you with that same level of respect. Right, I think you can pay attention to how a person talks to you to discern whether or not they respect you, especially when um, things are not going very well. You know, she talked about before, or people who are open to talking to other people about your business, right? It may not be to the level of a red table talk or on television or whatever, but for me, someone who is constantly seeking outside validation or outside counsel about your relationship and not doing so with you effectively, that's problematic. That is a red flag, right? If she is not paying attention to you in a way that you feel like she knows you or knows some of your favorite things, or does she does she do anything nice for you? If everything is about you doing for her and she seems like you know, you got to pull teeth in order for her to get to do something nice for you. That's also probably a red flag. You know what I'm saying? People with unhealthy attachment styles is a red flag. Listen, I get it to Brother died. We all love Tupac. I love Tupac. Maybe not the way she loved Tupac. But after like year or four, shit, year one, like how many of us would be okay with our significant others still mourning someone many years later, constantly, like, you know, you can, I think if people pay attention enough that they can see the red flags, because for me, what I'm looking out for is whether or not a person has a certain level of selfishness that I'm not going to be able to overcome or deal with long term. Cause I think that's at the core of it. The other part that I'll say too, and Jay, I'll pass it to you is, is this per, does this person show any form of gratitude or or is it all entitlement? Right. People who are grateful move through the world a certain type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's a certain level of grace and and appreciation that they show. People who are entitled seem to never be satisfied because they felt like they're supposed to get it. When you give them something, there's no thank you. It's more like "Mm, you were supposed to Mm -hmm. right? that type of attitude. So those are the types of things that I look at because marriage to me is about two people who are going to have to make sacrifices, who are going to have to make compromise. And some of that is gonna require some empathy on both sides, some sympathy at times. And if a person is incapable of doing that for their partner, then the minute that something goes wrong, they're gonna chuck the deuces. And I think, and we'll talk about this after Jay goes or whatever, but I know the biggest issue for men involve divorce, separation, right? The penalties that come with that emasculation. So how do we see the character traits that at least gives us a heads up that this is within that woman we may not see everything but can we spot some things and i think those are a few things that i would look out for for sure
0: oh wow that was really good nick you covered that's really thorough um i i I think what i learned to look for was um because i didn't know at first i learned to the warning signs is is, uh, a person who's trying to uh, manufacture uh you into their environment into a space that fits for them um, as opposed to uh, trying to understand how you move and, and make sure that that environment is conducive for you. Um, and the reason why I said it, because I think the most basic definition of toxicity is in a, being in a place that's unhealthy. And if, if a person invites me into their world, if, if, you're, if you're getting with a, with a woman who immediately starts to try to change you or begins to measure you against who, whatever other standard or critique you or whatever, then you're already getting someone who says that who you are isn't sufficient for there to be uh, peace on this level of your dimension of your relationship. This is going to be a point of conflict. Um, I think another sign is, is, and, and it's kind of an ex- extension of that is the, the idea to always keep you reaching. Um, I think, uh, to keep setting a bar, setting another bar, setting another bar, I think those are signs, um, Generally, when you when 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 you are engaging with someone, um, you want to. The ideal person, I would think, wouldn't raise up a flag that upsets my rhythm, right? If being with them means I got to significantly shift how I move to tiptoe around how whatever their worldview is, then I think you're headed for a similar situation like such as this. I think, and you would hit those. Those you will suffer some of those uh, injuries such as uh, emasculation. Um, you know, you, a man could feel like he's doing everything he can, and to a woman who is continually measuring him against someone else, um, or measuring him against just someone she's never met, And this idea she has of what he needs to be, um, and spends more time measuring him than building on in, in those areas, or build, not even building him, but showing him how to build, how to build himself. I think that's 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 definitely a, a fear that of uh, an outcome i say that men would fear and make them want to kind of avoid that kind of situation um uh nick you mentioned uh divorce mentioned
2: um Separation. and separation. Yeah. these are yeah. some of the the roots these are the things that i think ultimately men who want to get married f- fear divorce right financial implications for sure but the other parts that might come with that divorce right because sometimes if women's mad there might be some emasculation right or even during the marriage right or even separation from like your kids so these are all i think the the leading up question was the traits and i was answering it from the mindset of i think with those in, those things in mind you know being cheated on right uh that kind of thing those things in mind what kind of behavior would lead to a person having a justifiable fear of that outcome
0: i think men are afraid it's a bad bet so when you go into marriage, you, no one I think goes into marriage expecting to come out worse than when they started, right? You expect either you're going to come out better because maybe y'all got the tax breaks, or maybe you're pulling your income, or maybe you guys are are going to be a blended family, or or for whatever reason, or maybe they're just going to help you with the, in areas of your life where you're not as strong, or maybe they're going to fulfill this long lost, lost passion you had to be a father or whatever, you know. But you go into it thinking that by going into this thing, I'm going to to lead, I'm going to exist in a greater situation, more of me, more of my, my, my legacy, more of this life experience. And I think all the fears that we have are related to the things that undo that. Right. That make us feel diminished. Um, uh, that make us feel unconnected that make us feel, um, unappreciated. Um, I think that ultimately, because marriage is so tied to to this idea of a lifelong partnership, right? True, and like like not just life. So, it, it, lifelong partnership, like non companionship. However, you look at it, I, I think that anything that that undermines that is a fear. Anything that would make that less than you know the, the definition of some people's definition of heaven is total perfection and their definition of hell is everything being horrible. But if you're in a situation where it's not even completely horrible, but it's, it's not good, right? It's not ideal. Then it's some level of hell, maybe the ninth level, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you got an upper floor, you got a penthouse, but until you get to that ideal, it's not heaven. So, um, I said that to say, uh, there's an idea of marriage and anything that begins to take away from those essential elements, I think, make men not want to do it. And the, and the more likely we are to see this in the relationships that are acted out in our communities and on the public stage, the more likely we're to feel like this behavior is becoming more and more rampant and it's more out there and the more adverse and
2: fearful we're likely to be. So I got a quick question for you, SNM, uh, as the woman on the panel. Um, as the, on the woman discussion. on the panel yeah i mean um uh, so we I'm like, were talking i need to about, ask the questions
3: I yes
2: like, be awesome. i feel like no no because i mean i know we're talking about white men but i i feel like you know as a woman you might be of, of help right because of help yeah of service. There's a lot of yes. guys out here who are watching we need your, we need your you know, perspective we listed, we listed some things i
3: was listening so, go ahead No, yeah, of
2: course of course right so me and jay gave our thoughts and so i definitely wanted to make space as a woman if you were talking to your brothers you know your son for example you know are there any things that you would advise him to look out for and and the reason why i think it's important for you to answer this question is because there's a lot of things that women may know about other women that men do not right we can only go from like our experiences maybe or what we've heard or whatever but i feel like things like let's say for example emotional manipulation Right, um, how maybe women may tell you some of their tricks of how they'll use certain things to m- manipulate their their husbands or whatever, right, so never or boyfriends. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, what's more important? Your allegiance to some fake sisterhood? Or <laughs> what's important for the black Which community? Do it for the right? community. <laughs> because I thought we were about the community mission statement, but it sounds like to we me. We are you about have the, more the more community. Um so can you help <laughs> the brothers out there, SNL? Can you help the brothers out? What are some other things that we should be looking out for if you can think of anything?
3: So um, you guys actually covered a lot of things I would have said to my son. Like I would have told him, be on the lookout for women who, um, who manipulate you, especially emotionally, because it turns out with a divorce, um, for men at least, it looks like it's a fear of becoming too emotionally attached. And so there are some women who tell their daughters that the man needs to love you more than you love him. And I disagree with that. I think that the, if there's love involved in the relationship, it should be equal. And even though sometimes I understand that sometimes sometimes you may love somebody a little bit more than the other person and vice versa, at some point, there should never be where he loves you 100% more. So for my son, I tell him, if you ever hear something or the woman acts like she doesn't love you or give as much to you as you give to her, then she's not the person for you. And so that's one. The other thing too that I tell my son, cause like I said, you guys cover most of it, so I'm gonna cover just a couple that I tell my son individually. Um, another thing too is that when we talk about our um, friendships and so forth, right? Because my son technically doesn't believe in relationships right now, per se, like as it is right now, because he's still in school and he wants to focus on his education first, and I and I applaud him for that and so um the other thing if the woman has become a distraction for you and the pursuit of this woman has become a distraction for you then that's it's maybe time to refocus elsewhere because if she especially if she's not giving you the same time of day or attention that you're giving her then you need to refocus your attention. And so don't let anybody distract you from your goals because that's where you need to be first and foremost, like pursue your goals first and foremost. And then if she adds to it and she uplifts you and she makes sure that she's, um, I won't say providing because it's not, well, it is providing, it's providing support. So for example, like some of his friends, he has some female best friends and so forth and I love it. And like they're making sure that he's studying or whatever, like they're trying to provide an assist. So if you're looking in a relationship and she's not willing to assist in any shape, way, form or manner, then it's no bueno, right? It's no good because it becomes self-serving, self-centered and all about self. And that's a concern that I have is that as. So as a woman, that's something else that I would tell my son or any guy to look out for. And the last thing I would tell them to look out for, and this is going to sound really funny because, um, <laughs> as you know, I'm team 50-50, right? And so I think that oh, is you important.
2: The 50-50 word again, but you're team 50-50 <laughs> I though. I did. Okay. I did. Okay, go ahead, go okay so look. So
3: let us let me be honest. When I say 50-50, I actually think it should be 100-100. Both parties give 100. Yeah, but here's that something that I look at too is that I believe there should be an equal exchange in some in things. So if you're buying gifts for somebody, I don't see why a woman can't buy a gift for a guy. And if, and not just on his birthday, but like just because, or do a just because of a nice thing type deal, then that's not the woman for you. If she can't do it just because, and I'm not saying that she has to go out and buy, extravagant gifts like it could be just a simple you have a favorite candy bar and she like oh I was at the gas station and I picked up this candy bar for you like little simple things and then on vice versa if she can't accept you doing little simple things then she may not be the, the woman for you if she wants something grandiose at all times then she may not be for you if you're not a grandiose type person and so that's just some of the things that I will add to that
2: now listen those are all I mean I appreciate that so hopefully the fellas was taking out some notes real quick um, no, but it's important, I think because I know when we first was thinking about having this conversation, it kind of kind of it kind of could have felt like you know, it was really bashing women. and then we're gonna to get to some of the non women reasons, right why um, men I think are afraid of getting married, but I don't think we can understate that there is a move to paint black women a certain type of way, right? Whether it's a city girl image, whether it's the Sukiyanas and the sexy reds, right? Constantly, there's these images about disagreeable, Hot, you know, moving a certain type of way, being focused on money versus character, all these different things, right. And so when we have these types of stories, I think it just adds to that, right? Because you know, when we used to go to our clubhouse days, it was constantly a conversation about are women fit or or being feminine? are they cooperative, right? All these different um things. But I think there is, you know some validity to the the image of the black woman that's being t- painted in such a way that it 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 doesn't uh seem compelling especially for a commitment like marriage right because literally you're making like probably the biggest commitment of your life for the most part right you buy a home you can probably sell it yes you can get divorced but even in the process of getting divorced it can cost you more than that house would because at least in some cases you might be to get some money back off the house right or same thing with the car or any other type of long-term investment but for me i can't think of something that's greater of an investment emotionally holistically so on and so forth than marriage right and so when you're going into that the person that you're getting married to plays a huge role in that because no matter what your intentions are no matter how good you are no matter how much you provide that other person has to be like at least on the same page in the same Mm -hmm. ballpark in the same library on the same shelf something right because what you'll find is that you guys are literally on opposite sides, opposite ends of the spectrum, and then your marriage dissolves. So like I said, I think divorce is one of the main, you know, fear, right? Because who wants to start something and then have people look like a failure? You know what I'm saying? My marriage didn't work. Like men still have to, We believe it or not, I think men still do not want to deal with the shame of being divorced. Like I have a failed marriage. I think men, that is something, right? But then aside from the divorce, What happens to your financial situation or if you have to pay alimony, but most likely not, but definitely child support, for example, being separated from your children. You see them every day, but because mommy and daddy can't be together anymore, now you have to wait through the process to see your kids. You know what I mean? And finally, I think the emasculation part is a no-brainer. You know what I'm saying? Like what man who is rooted in his view of masculinity is gonna be okay with his wife talking to him any type of way, disrespecting him publicly. And even after the relationship doesn't work, I'll say this, one of the things that I, this might sound weird, that I really appreciate about my wife, is I feel like even if we were to break up and separate, I can't envision her acting a certain type of way. I I cannot, for the life of me, envision her even in her hurt or whatever acting a certain type of way i just can't envision that you know what i'm saying and so i get it because not everybody can say that and, and to your point SM, there are some people who choose that if that's what you're choosing then have at it you know what i'm saying if if, if the wheels of the world like the toxic walk all over me shit, you know what i'm saying who are we to speak to that right but Just make sure you ain't out here hurting other people when you finally realize this shit ain't working for you and now you on a fucking spree because we all know your boy could be on a fucking spree and now everybody else got to pay for the mistakes of the last chick that he was with. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, uh, but I know you wanted to talk about some non...
3: to smooth yeah. into it, you know, yeah, I'm just going to say that it, yeah. I agree with that. Those are possible reasons that men are afraid to get married and so forth. And I, and I agree. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why I wrote the book Black Women you Love Too is because there's a negative perception of Black women in general in our community that's being promoted. And I believe that that as a result of that, that's why we have a decrease in marriages in the black community in general. But I also want to note that 85% of black folks marry other black folks. So that's good for that. Um, so in regards to the other negative though, the negative reasons and so forth, or not even negative reasons, but reasons that I feel and that research also shows, it's not just the possibility of emasculation, but it turns out is also the independent, the woman being too independent and therefore she's not prioritizing her, um her family or her husband or even the willing to have a children at a certain point in time and so but my question is there's also this whole thing about job security right so some guys are hesitant to get married because of job security where they may feel that if this person is um is well-established in their career and career-oriented and so forth, then they're not providing, they're not bringing anything to the marriage themselves. Because especially if they're a high earner, as far as if the woman is a high earner, then there's a self-esteem issue that's attached to that, where they don't feel like they're bringing something to the marriage and therefore they're not bringing value. And we all know, and this is going to sound maybe a little biased, but men like to be needed. That's what it boils down to. men like to be needed and if they can't feel needed in the marriage then they see no reason to get married and now you know you hear about how women are making more although statistically in the black community black women still make less than black men overall right
2: (laughs) Be going so, to of rich pockets that the one go ahead
3: <laughs> so just point that out statistically but yet this myth still this this um stereotype or myth exists and while there's still a rise and then there's also that there are just some men who are so afraid of being emotionally hurt right that they can't fathom the idea of putting this relationship, getting married and committing to this because all they saw along the way was the emotional instability caused by, like I believe Nick you mentioned it with the social media, the celebrities and so forth and so I think that's also part of it and what's funny is there's a growing community of men who just don't want to get married because they just don't want to they want to avoid the avoid marriage in general they want as a matter of fact they're not only avoiding marriages they're avoiding relationships. I think it's called men going their own way and it's they feel that instead of having uh, marriage or relationships, they can get whatever they need from various manners, such as hiring prostitutes or, you know, or in, in this day and age, because of where we are, you don't even have to hire prostitutes. <laughs> so, so that's another aspect too, is that some men are just saying they're going their own way. They don't believe in relationships, period, no matter what that form looks like. And so I'm just curious, do you guys think there are any other reasons why somebody a man in particular would not want to get married oh and the last thing i'm sorry the last i just want to point out is that there's actually less women who are willing to get married as well now and so there's a decrease in the amount of women who's willing to get married in modern times as well
2: so you asked a, you asked a question, then probably answered it about as fully as it could probably be answered, and then asked the question again, right? So because there might be some more meat left on the bone, right? Yeah, I'm looking you for even, the extra meat. You even you <laughs> even brought up like that. There's less women that's going to be married. Like okay. I am representing
3: um, the women too, so you know. But I me mean, I know it's more meat. Come on, chew the fat, suck yeah, the bone, no, get no, the marrow out. I,
2: I, all, 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 all all I'm saying is is that. Um, non-women reasons why men are afraid, I think if we're, I think it starts with just being a failure. I think men are afraid of of failing, Um, not being good enough for a thing, not being able to maintain a thing, right? So if I've been taught that I have to be a provider, I have to be a lover, the greatest lover in the world, I have to make a bunch of money, I gotta be this, that, and the third, I think people are just scared, you know what I'm saying? They're, they, why, why, I think that's number one, because I want to separate between men who actually are thinking about or desire marriage versus the men going their own way. Right. Because, you know, we're talking about why men are afraid. I think those guys, maybe you can say it's fear, but they're just making a conscious decision to reorganize how they look at life and they feel like they can get things a certain type of way. I don't know if that's fear based or not they have bad experiences. I feel like it's a whole tangent in the conversation. But I think there's a lot of men who think about marriage, who are in relationships with women that they maybe could see themselves being married with and they still have a fear. And it's not even that woman. That woman could be great. But I think the fear of failure, the fear of influence, the fear of change, right? That woman today may not be the woman. And yes, I said that woman, but I think people are just afraid of change. So I'm using that as an analogy or as an example, not specifically about that woman, that person, that guy can wake up tomorrow and feel like, you know, he's changed a little bit. Maybe he doesn't want to be in the relationship anymore. So I think failure, fear of change, um is is something that is not specific to women i think it's just specific to why people don't start businesses why people do not change habits you know what i'm saying so people find themselves kind of stuck in a particular position so i would think those would be some of the other non-women but using women as an example reasons why men would be afraid to get married for those who are considering marriage and not those who just don't want to get married altogether
0: yeah i think you summed it up with fear of change uh i think that uh when I decided not to remarry, it was because I had convinced myself that marriage ruined it, and that that its relationship was good before I got married and not good after I got married. It must have been the marriage that did it. So don't get married because it changes everything. But like it, it changes inevitable. But I think I think it's the fear of change both ways. I think that it's the character of people nowadays that is that non women related reason why people are men are afraid of marriage. And women are afraid. I think people are afraid to get into long term commitments when they're not sure they can trust the character of the person they're committed to or that this person has even represented themselves as who they really are. And, you know, in a day where everybody can reinvent themselves with a different social media handle or whatever, and where it's just, you know, it's always, and there's a rush to, to, you know, oh, y'all been, you've been seeing each other this long. You should go and get married. Why haven't you gotten married yet? There's not a lot of time taken to vet. The process is so rushed and, and the stakes are so high and the the room for error is so wide, broad at the way that it's being done. I think that it it just it's just high risk. And, and I don't think we have a climate that, that I think we're tending toward a climate that is toxic toward marriage and and I think that's a problem and so I think people are, are stopping people aren't looking at marriage as a way as a means of aiding their life and growth of survival as it did before even though it's just as effective if not more so now just the way things are looking and what's sounding and what we hear you know um um Nick you think do you think you know men should grow up or should they get over it if so how
2: yeah, no, I think this is a perfect time, actually, to kind of uh, land this plane, right? To a certain extent, because I think, again, if you're talking about people who want to get married, you know, like any other fear, fear, you have to lean into it. There's, I don't think you can't. I don't think you think your way out of it. I don't think you can philosophize your way out of it. I think for me, like for example, if I have a fear of flying. Guess what I do? I jump on a plane. You know what I'm saying? I got I got somewhere to go. Not gonna let that fear stop me from getting from point A to point B. So I think a lot of times for me, dealing with fear is about leaning into it. Um, I think there's a technique in psychology called uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, where it's like you start to just rationalize what are you actually really afraid of, right? You go through the steps. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid that the woman's not gonna love me. Okay, well if she doesn't love me, am I gonna still be able to live? Yeah, most likely, right? You know, we're both making the same. Like you just kind of go through whatever that fear is, follow it through its course. You know what I mean? Because honestly, I've dealt with some anxiety in the past, and that was something that helped me. Right? Oh my God, I'm having some chest pains. Am I having a heart attack? No. Wait a minute. I'm still breathing. I'm still doing okay. Let me calm down. Let me figure it out. I'm having some chest pain. Right? I mean, you just kind of go through the whole little list and process. Right? So I think leaning into it is one way. Um, and and then number two, number three. So leaning in is one way. Number two is if cognitive behavioral therapy. Listen, I'm not a therapist. You already see the disclaimer. Talk to your therapist and figure out how to employ that if that's what you need. But I think the idea of rationally thinking through what your fear is based off of is one way. And then lastly, I think it's important for people to think about what do you gain from a thing, right? You know, people push past... Uh, starting a business, the fear of failure and starting a business because they feel like they can gain riches, they can be successful, they can gain their time back, right? People, you know, go out there and sing on these shows, whether they make it or not, for the chance they can become the next celebrity, the big star, right? Even if that means getting laughed out of the gym like some of these American Idol shows, right? So you thinking about the benefits, right? What do you choose to gain from it? And I cannot say, it cannot be understated, the benefit of a, a partner, somebody who is dope, you know what I'm saying, in so many different ways because even we always want things to work out to happily ever after i'm here to tell you man it's not always the case but it doesn't mean you can't still have a great marriage a great experience a great life experience with somebody right so just that fear of failure i think if you just kind of can push past that you can still have a great experience with someone even if the, the relationship doesn't work out so i do think we've got to push past that and lastly um i just think that women have to do their part too right i think it's important for women to recognize how they're putting themselves out there in the public space, how they respond to some of these things that we hear about in some of these conversations. I think it's great when I hear women step up and admonish some of the things that they see from other women that is bad behavior, like the girl who went out to the restaurant at uh, Cheesecake Factory. There's a lot of women in the comments section who's like, girl, you're doing too much. Da, 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 da. So to me, it helps to reinforce the fact that there are some great women out there who still have values and so on and so forth. And so I just think that women can put their positions in that way and just simply just be kinder to people right? There's no need to be nasty, obviously protect yourself, but just showing each other a little bit of kindness can go such a a long way. So that's what I would say. Those are like my final thoughts in terms of hoping that it helps men get past their fear, their fear.
0: S&M, do you want men and women, how they can get past it, get through it, get over it, tough it up?
3: so I want to just say let's just admit that first of all society shifts there's been a shift in society where there may not be necessarily a strong as need to be married as it used to be back in the day right so we have the societal changes and shifts and then we have the personal fears and lastly we have the fact that women want equity right the desire for equity and maybe equality in the relationship and how that shows up and so at the you just got to bite the bullet, as they say, right? I'm also a big fan of, except for when it comes to arachophobia, um, I'm still working on that fear. I will not be jumping into a room full of spiders, but I used to have a fear of heights. Fear Factor,
2: girl. Look at that money. Fear, <laughs> fear Factor is waiting for you.
3: No, no. that I don't even watch Fear Factor for that very reason. They have a lot of spider episodes. But- it's just a matter of recognizing what you need in society and what you need from that relationship and moving forward. If you desire marriage, and to be honest, I'm a, I'm a proponent of marriage because I still believe that's a strong foundation to build our community because it symbolizes unity. And as long as you're unified as man and woman, right, and you build your family, that means you're ensuring the next generation and so forth. So marriage is still a great foundation. And even if not, if you're so scared of marriage because of of whatever fear you may have, it's time to go to therapy. It's time to take a look at yourself and figure out what's triggering you to have this fear. And like Nick said earlier, what's the worst that can happen, right? It's like being anxious and what's the, it's a whole scenario where you ask, what's the worst? Okay, if this happens, okay, now what can I do? What's the worst, what's the worst and so forth. So I'm gonna co-sign with what Nick said and let's just recognize that society has changed and marriage, while it don't seem to hold the same value, it should have
0: the same value in the community. So, I'll end there. Awesome. I'm a co-sign your co sign if it's a co-sign. Uh I think both of you all your points are valid. I wanted to say want to add that I think what men and women need to do equally is to throw out this notion of this perfect marriage, of this perfect union, of this storybook fairy tale like experience and realize that this is life. Life is always going to be life, right? And so just focus on like you guys said communicating being honest about you and what your boundaries are allow your partner to be honest about them and where their boundaries are so you're able to to grow together you know and communicate so you don't move apart and accept that some days it ain't gonna be great you won't be happy so what you know what i mean you got a partner and the partnership is about is about the duration it's about because it's about what it is over time And the wealth of a partnership isn't all delivered in the first day. So I would like, just shift your perspectives. You know, life is shifting, the world is shifting. Our perspectives must shift too. That's all I got to say on that. I did want to say one more thing. That's why I wait to the end. Listen, we talked about my threes company thing, man. Yo, That was a happy time for me. I mean, no disrespect to either one of those ladies. If y'all, I know y'all are watching, and you know, what I'm saying, please, I loved it. And and man, y'all blessed my life. So uh please don't take anything I said is negative. And if I you know if, if I'm in town or y'all in town, let's
2: get you know I'm probably making it worse. <laughs> yeah, just just a yeah, little bit, yeah, just yeah. just a vision.
1: Yeah, um, yeah,
2: I, I mean, I listen, I am not mad at that. I, I love you, probably would have done the same thing, but more on the top of the show. But with that being said, y'all, man, we want another, another one. Number seven. We have, you know, a little bit of it's a little something, something here and there. We're we getting better, y'all.
0: Uh, I was a little okay. thrilled, man. I've been okay. thinking about this the whole time. I was like, man, I really
2: put my foot in my mouth in that <laughs> <one.">
3: <laughs> and we need to run this clip before he puts his foot in his mouth some more.
2: Yes, oh, and yes. But... With that, so She's like, hurry up, nigga, hurry up. All right, y'all, we about to get up out of here, right? So a little play the music and we out of here. Let's do it. Be-
0: Boy. Good yeah.